Quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, Yes Guy, episode 111. Yes Guy 111, the Super Bowl edition. Welcome aboard. Coming up very shortly, Kara Waglin will stop by from the Super Bowl headquarters. Later on, Ron Foxcroft and Al's brother, a.k.a. Mike DiStefano, a.k.a. Tatman's cousin, and, of course, a resounding Yes Guy, No Guy Super Bowl edition with Frank Corrado. In the meantime, if you are an experienced real estate agent, you should add a distinct advantage and comprehensive value. Contact Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. Call Charles at 647-292-8886 for a confidential interview or contact him via email, charlespark at remax.net. Check out the Fox 40 Titan in a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic. Available now in titanium, gold, or matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. Off to Super Bowl headquarters we go. Kara Wagland is with us. Kara, welcome. How are you? Jim, I'm excellent. How are you? Very good. I mean, this is this is a big deal, to say the very least. What, what are your impressions of Arizona as a Super Bowl host? Um, as a Super Bowl host, it's been fantastic. I feel like I was cheated a little bit my first Super Bowl last year in L.A. While it was beautiful, it was great. Uh, it was still very much in the thick of COVID. And so a lot of the normal events were canceled. So this is really my first taste of all of the things that lead up to Super Bowl. We had our first opening night and the media night. Everything is back in full force. And this is really the first time we've seen it since COVID. So this is my first real true Super Bowl experience, I feel like. And Arizona's been awesome. The vibe and the buzz around the city has been unbelievable. LA last year, as you know, is so sprawled out. It was tough to really feel like there was a buzz around Super Bowl week. Not the case in Arizona. It certainly helps that waste management is happening as well on the same weekend just down the road. Uh, but there's so many different events going on. We're starting to see people filter in. It's going to get really busy here, but there are literally events and parties and theme things and tailgates, and we're running into fans with face paint, and the buzz is just amazing. You can now appreciate why there's two weeks between the conference finals and the Super Bowl. I mean, the setup has to be remarkable. Exactly. The planning that goes into this is unbelievable. Like, Arizona is going to be making hundreds of millions of dollars in tourism on this Super Bowl, and they have worked so hard for it. Like all of the planning that we're seeing, restaurants, um, there's a, an adult putting area that we all went and took in last night. The Tiger Woods owns the chain. It opened just for Super Bowl. They literally opened it up yesterday to get it going. So there's so much planning that has gone into this. I mean, adult putting, it's got windmill written all over it. Who was the winner? Um, one of our cameramen took the lowest individual score, but it was uh, a Team Duffy versus Team Wagland type thing and i'm i'm sorry to say my team got got beat horribly but it was a really cool uh it was set up as though it was a normal golf course so there was bunkers and there was pars it was very very cool it's probably the coolest mini putt i've been to so i mean i mean it's not hard to find a storyline there i mean what are you going with here because there's just so much talk out there how do you narrow it down uh i mean everyone's talking about the kelsey bowl right like that's kind of the the forefront of whether you're a hardcore football fan or you're kind of more on the periphery of football, everyone enjoys a story like that. And the Kelsey brothers, they have their podcasts. They have so much personality, especially Travis. So that's a really fun one. Um, they've certainly been playing it up, the NFL has, throughout Super Bowl week. We saw Mama Kelsey, Donna, was at opening night, and she was on stage talking to the fans. 
Um, I heard that there was a petition going around to try and get Donna to do the coin toss before the game. So the NFL has certainly leaned into that storyline. A lot of people are keeping an eye on the injuries. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. Jalen Hurts had a sprained shoulder he was dealing with. Travis Kelsey even had back spasms that he was dealing with. Leading up on Super Bowl week, no one is saying anything. Everyone's lying about their health. Like, this is just <laughs> how it goes. No one wants to tip their hand. The most we can get out of Andy Reid is that Patrick Mahomes will be healthier than he was at the AFC uh, Conference Championship game. So he's been looking pretty good in practices. Uh, Andy Reid says they haven't had to limit the playbook at all for him. So I expect to see everybody just going full bore come Sunday. What do you think is the deciding factor in this game? I think the Eagles defense is going to be very tough to beat. They're just so deep. And it's not like we've seen really good defensive lines on teams, but then their secondary might be lacking or vice versa, or we don't see a lot of depth. So if they sustain an injury, then there isn't somebody to step up. The Eagles just don't seem to have any holes. They have an unbelievable secondary. Their defensive line is so deep. I was looking at some of the numbers today. Hassan Reddick, who has been having an unbelievable season, I believe has 16 sacks this year. His backup, who comes off the bench, has 11 sacks. Like They're just so deep. They just get to the quarterback and bring pressure so well. We're going to have to see Patrick Mahomes scramble, and that's where we're going to see how good that ankle really is feeling. And so I think the the Eagles defense, not to say their offense is certainly not lacking. That's the problem. Their offense is great too. Really the only place that I could see the Chiefs maybe having an upgrade on the Eagles is that quarterback. You got to put Patrick Mahomes above Jalen Hurts, but it's really not that big of a drop off. It's not like you're going from, you know, Patrick Mahomes down to Ryan Tannehill. Not that Ryan Tannehill had himself a bad season or anything, but there's a big drop there. Jalen Hurts is kind of a one B that Patrick Mahomes is one A. But that's really the only area that I would give the Chiefs the edge. I mean, it's apparent when I watch your work. I mean, you really love football. Is that your favorite sport? Actually, no. Baseball is my true love. Uh, growing up, I, I can remember, like, falling asleep on the couch watching baseball games with my dad, and that was kind of the first sport that I was introduced to watching. Um, so I always – baseball is the true love in my heart. Uh, but I got into football really in college, university kind of years. Love Troy Polamalu. He's – made me a Steelers fan. It was a great time to become a Steelers fan. They were winning Super Bowls. Um, and then from there, I kind of got more and more into it. And then this year, I'm so lucky to work with Davis and Luke and what they bring to the table. They, want, they make you want to know more about the game. And so it just gets that kind of curiosity going, and you just dive head first because it's, it's fun to talk ball with these guys. Kara, I have to say, when you're in overdrive, you, you add a calming influence to the, to the lads. Uh, what, what does that feel like when you're there? I don't think anyone has ever referred to me as calming. That's very, <laughs> that's very funny. I'm usually the one who gets in there and stirs the pot a little bit. Um, you know what? It's so much fun on overdrive because I'm good friends with all three of those guys outside of work. And I feel like that makes the biggest difference for me on that show because they are so good at what they do. It can be so intimidating to step in and sit there for three hours with them and try to go toe to toe. But because I have such a good relationship with all three of them, it is literally like we're just getting together and talking about sports and having fun. And we, we have stories from outside of work that we can pull from and make fun of each other. And I don't have to worry about, am I stepping on toes? Am I going to upset somebody if I put a little dig in here or rise somebody for something? Because it's all in good fun and because we know each other so well. It just it comes across, I think, as you can tell, we're friends and it's, it's all good. And those guys are always so much fun. 
I'm going to say they find a, an unpredicted level of reserve when you're around, and I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say that's out of respect. So I mean, it is noticeable, though, and I, I kind of laugh because I, I, I realize that they're just going to keep the car on the road, which is odd for them. They just button it up a little bit more when they know that I'm going to be around. <laughs> I like that I can have that influence. That's great. <laughs> uh, how did all this start for you? What were your influences when, in the very early days? Of my career? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I had never planned on being a broadcaster. I had never even thought about it. Um, I didn't even think of it as a career option. I was actually pre-law, and I planned to either go into law and then kind of pivoted in university and was looking towards forensic sciences and decided I, I didn't want to do that much school. I didn't want to get a doctor. I didn't want to go to law school. And so I kind of just looked online at some, some jobs and wrote down a bunch that sounded interesting, and they all needed a journalism background. And so I thought maybe journalism's for me. And then I took to on air right away. I loved it. I've always kind of been a bit of a ham growing up and kind of enjoyed the spotlight. And it was news, sports, or entertainment. And I've, I grew up playing sports, always loved sports. And I was like, well, it doesn't feel like a job, but if I can talk about sports for a living, let's do it. And then once I knew what I wanted to do, I could just put my head down and, and get there. But yeah, it was a little bit of a winding path. It was a lot of years of volunteering for free and kind of, getting to where I wanted to go, but eventually we get here. You, you know, you, you left a, a dangling line there. You were a bit of a ham as a kid. Could you give us an example on the way out? Oh my gosh. I can remember when I was probably six or seven, I used to have to go to all of my brother's baseball games. And my dad, my mom works shifts because she was a nurse. So she often couldn't come. So he, to keep me out of the way, he taught me how to score a baseball game when I was about five. And a lot of the time I would sit there and I'd score the game and I'd call out the, the batting lineup order. Okay, this guy's on deck, this guy's in the hole. And I keep the guys honest in the lineup and that was my job. But as I got a little older, you know, I, I kind of want a little more of the attention on me. And so I had a couple of girlfriends who were sisters of other guys on my brother's baseball team. And we used to perform dance numbers uh, for the baseball team and bless their hearts. They would enter, they would completely just turn around and give us the five minutes of their time. And, uh, it was really lovely of them, but I look back and I'm like, how am I not so embarrassed to have done that? Cause we would do, I can remember doing a Paula Abdul number performing oh. it for the baseball team. And like, what was I thinking? But you're, you know, you're seven years old. It is what it is. But yeah, we always kind of enjoyed, I always kind of enjoyed performing. Uh, a quick answer to this. Is there any video of, of said performance? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just have to use our imaginations. Kara, thanks very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> that was fun. A distinct advantage and comprehensive value are important ads for any experienced real estate agent. That's what Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage has waiting for you. Offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive mentoring and coaching, call Charles at 647-292-8886 for a confidential interview or contact him via email charlespark at remax.net. When you go to fox40shop.com, you will find hockey products like the Fox 40 Calm, the Fox 40 Super Force CMG, don't forget to pick up a copy of the 40 Ways of the Fox, Ron Foxcroft's inspirational book for new entrepreneurs and business veterans alike, fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. 
Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit us website, braleyadvisors.com. With 32 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Master your game strategy with the Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. Now, it's interesting that we're talking about fox40shop.com because Ron Foxcroft is with us now. He is the creator of the Fox 40 Whistle, the, the head man, the owner at Fluke Transport, member of the Order of Canada. Ron, how are you today, sir? I am doing terrific, Jim. Super Bowl week. How could you not be excited? Game on Sunday, uh, it, it'll be a uh, definitely, I think you'll agree, it'll be a classic matchup. But I think also your listeners will prove you are a lot smarter than me because I'm working an NBA game on Sunday prior to the Super Bowl, and I oh. think you got Sunday off, which is brilliant. So I yeah. just want you to call all your friends in the police department because <laughs> I'm going to drive home to Burlington quickly after the great NBA game on Sunday, which starts at 3 o'clock. And I believe the Super Bowl kicks off at about 6.40. Should I, I should pull in the driveway and get in, in front of my TV probably about 6.39. You know, I'm, I'm shocked and dismayed that the escort hasn't already been booked. Uh, yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's what we need, Jim. You have a yeah. lot of influence. Could you please book that for me? I need to get home by 6.39 on Sunday. And uh, I, I might... hey, what, a, what a classic matchup, the that, that two oh. quarterbacks and the coach. You know, your listeners probably know the Philly coach, uh, uh, Nick Serrani, uh, was not retained uh, years ago in Kansas City. He was an assistant coach, as you know, in Kansas yeah. City. And uh, Andy Reid got hired, I think, when uh, uh, I, I think Kansas City at the time won two games the year before Andy Reid got hired, didn't retain Nick Serrani. And uh, however, uh, I, I must do applaud the class on the part of Nick Serrani. He did say uh, he was disappointed because his wife is from Kansas City, but the way Andy Reid handled his, shall we say, dismissal was handled with all class. And, you know, that's important, uh, Jim, because, you know, we've seen in, in so many calls in the NFL championships, um, there's been, uh, shall we say, an erosion of respect towards a yeah. lot of people, towards the referees, a lot of calls and so on. And, and Jim, I want to take this opportunity. The Cincinnati Bengals coach, what a class act in not throwing number 58, if you recall, your listeners recall yeah, number yeah, 58 yeah. committed that penalty, um, yeah. uh, roughing on, on out of bounds on, on the Kansas City quarterback. And the yeah. uh, Kansas City coach went on afterwards and he said, no one play decides a game. In other words, he didn't throw number 58 under the bus even though class act number 58 fessed up and made a statement, I need to be better. 
Yeah, you know what? That one play theory is a, a common, certainly in media circles, where people like to go in and and question the one play. But but it's always you know things that preceded it. The game is never. I mean, the game can be decided on one play, but uh, you know there's there's a lot of things that set that up, and 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 that all also includes the uh, analysis of the officiating, regardless of the sport. People will say, well, that one call. Well, you're you're supposed to put yourself in a position where the one call or the inadvertent play doesn't decide your fate. Well, that's it, Jim. You know, in NFL, CFL, NBA, NHL, you know, there's 150 plays in in a game. Uh, however, um, I, I I will say this: I, I have to applaud the CFL and the NFL because uh, you you can't have a play like happened in uh, 2019 when the New Orleans Saints player was visibly and obviously uh, pass interference on the play. And yeah. I, re- I really think that two things, it's led to what's known now in the NFL as replay assist, replay assist. In other words, if there's something very flagrantly missed and they can fix it quickly, I understand there's a new process, Jim. You may know more about it called replay assist. The other yeah. thing I applaud, and, and some people don't, the CFL. Uh, PI pass interference is uh, reviewable. You, you know, it's it's reviewable, and and that would uh, possibly eliminate situations. However, to a lot of people think that there's um, you know something uh, wrong with the officials, like the officials have uh, something to win in in this and 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 so on. Believe me, Jim, I'm from the world of officiating. And, and you know, there's only four types of calls, correct, incorrect, yeah. non-call correct, non-call incorrect. Now, if you being a Detroit Lions diehard, <laughs> there's only two types of calls. Good when it's in favor of the Lions, bad yeah. when it's against the Lions, right? Yeah, yeah that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, with us and, and you know, it's gut-wrenching for a referee uh, late in the game to have to make a call. That call on number 58 couldn't have been more correct. But then oh. there's a situation that I lived back in Kentucky years ago. I missed a goaltending on a last-second shot in triple overtime, made an incorrect call. And, Jim, it's gut-wrenching. I still have nightmares <laughs> about that incorrect call because it did decide the outcome of the game. But uh, I, I think officiating, my dear friend Carl Cheffers is the head ref on Sunday. And what I'm hoping for, for all your listeners and fans, a great game. Carl and his crew are not noticed. Yeah, that that's the way to sum that up. So I want to ask you because that that, that was uh, something that obviously bothered you when you made the incorrect call. Uh, when you go back and analyze your thought process, what you know, what did you come up with there? Because I'm sure you did that. I missed the call, Jim, because uh, the 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 red light that ended the triple overtime was uh, in the background. Uh, were were all fans wearing red? And at one end, they, they were wearing blue, but at that end, they were all wearing red. And um, 
I lost my concentration and lost my focus. And, you know, uh, yeah. my supervisor said to me, you have to have uh, pain to have some gain. And yeah. that's when I realized, Jim, when you go into refereeing a big-time game, you can have nothing else going on in your life. That time period, that two hours of that game, is complete concentration, complete focus, did I learn from that? Yeah, you know, it's not a mistake if it's a learning experience. But it was still very, very gut-wrenching. And, and you know, Jim, another thing your listeners may not realize, in the NFL and in the NBA and in the NHL, they're getting the calls correct 94% of the time. In real time, they're not sitting on your couch watching seven replays in slow motion with 16 different angles, you know, they're, they're making these calls 94, 95% of the time in real time, uh, minus assistance. But if, if I can take you back something that I'm, I'm really respectful for, uh, the major leagues now, if there's a very flagrant miscall, all the major leagues have taken the attitude on, and we call them celebrated calls. Uh, fans would call them miscalls or screw-ups. We call them, with all the material available to us on celebrated calls, have you noticed, Jim, the major leagues now are making a statement that the public deserves an explanation? Oh, absolutely. And your listeners may not know how that happened. But, Jim, back in 2002, the Tom Brady, New England, Los Angeles Raiders, no-tuck rule game, where Tom Brady actually fumbled the ball, and it was ruled at the time in real time, uh, pass incomplete, and um, New England retained control of the ball and won the game, and You know, famous people played in that game. Damon Allen's brother, Marcus Allen, and and Charles Woodson, remember, from University of Michigan, played for Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I was with the supervisor of the NFL officials watching that game on television in a lobby of a hotel in Dallas. And I remember the commissioner calling Mike Pereira saying, there's a game tomorrow in St. Louis we owe the public an explanation. Like, obviously, Jim, the NFL realized afterwards it was an incorrect call, which basically, sadly, decided the outcome of that game. And the commissioner said to Mike Pereira, please be in St. Louis tomorrow because there's a game, and I think the public owe are owed an explanation. Since then, Jim, on any major um, missed calls, when all the material is available from these missed calls or celebrated calls, the major leagues now are standing up on the podium and saying, we've looked at all the material, we missed it. I really respect that because it shows a lot of respect to the people that are paying the bills, the fans. 
you know, I think there's like there's a couple of missing elements here that I, I don't know if it could be done. I, I think there's a, like a need that certainly in a, in a big moment for somebody representing the officials to maybe explain or, or help us understand the process on, on a call that because it, it just becomes a, a major discussion for the week after, especially if, if your team doesn't benefit from the call. Would you agree with that? I totally agree. And, and once again, respect for the league's and the, the, the television networks, have you noticed that there's people there, there's people that really understand officiating and the rules that are there to explain the rules, the calls, the outcome. You've got Mike Pereira, Dean Blandino in the NFL. You've got a beautiful announcer and Steve Javi in the NBA. Gene Steratore, you've got uh, I refereed with his dad in basketball. Gene is, does basketball and football, but he's an announcer. John Perry in the NFL. I, I, I think we're going to see more of that, uh, uh, Jim, because, uh, you know, the play-by-play people do a great job. The pre- and post-game people do a great job. By the way, you do a great job on the post-game of oh, NBA you. games. I, I listen to you while I'm driving home i'm disappointed that you haven't arranged an escort or a chauffeur for me i still listen to you though jim well no uh, accident so so i'm not saying anything that sends you off the road (laughs) exactly but jim i think we're going to see an expansion of people that understand officiating our industry and and so on and it's already started with these five people that have been hired by the leagues and the networks to explain what we may not understand. Yeah, absolutely. So let's end on this, uh, Ron, the uh, the Super Bowl, Eagles and KC. Do you have a pick? You know, yes, I do. I'm cheering for the referees. <laughs> I'm cheering for my buddy, Carl Chaffers. Yeah. And I'm really cheering that my buddies out there on the field in the stripes you know, there's something Canadian in the Super Bowl, the Fox 40 whistle. Yeah. And I'm cheering that the referees are not noticed, and we have just an amazing game that goes down to the last five seconds of the game. I like your, your cut line for Fox 40 International. If you need anything, just whistle. I mean, that, that is it, brilliant. Jim. You got it, <laughs> I need a chauffeur on Sunday, Jim. I'm putting in the order. You're responsible. Uh, okay, I'll see what I can do for you. I have my best man on it. Thanks a lot. Okay, my pleasure, Jim, always. Thank you. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 32 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Well, let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors, let's start a conversation conversation visit turnerporter.ca this is yes guy the radio show on tsn 1050 welcome back to yes guy the radio show homeowners are first-time buyers if you're considering purchasing refinancing if your mortgage is coming up for renewal talk to dean romani tmg safebridge mortgage solutions dean will provide you with custom tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs you can contact dean on twitter at mtg dean or go to safebridgefinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761 
Check out the Fox 40 Titan in a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic. Available now in titanium gold or matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. We continue our Super Bowl theme here on Yes Guy 111, and we bring in Al's brother, a.k.a. Mike DiStefano, a.k.a. Tapman's cousin. Um, A.B., how are you? I'm doing good, cousin. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. So take us through a, a, a wager's guide to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. What are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that the Super Bowl this year is is you know, probably going to be one of the more wagered Super Bowls because now at this point, I think betting is pretty mainstream around uh, around North America, certainly here in Ontario. And uh, one of the first bets that most people like to look at is is the side, right? Like, who do you think is going to win? You can pick the money line. You can pick the spread. Currently going into the game, it started out as the Kansas City Chiefs. They were favored. That's since flipped. And now the Eagles are favored by one and a half points. And I don't expect for that to change. I think that'll probably stick right around where uh, where it'll be at kickoff if it's kind of gone the entire week with it being so. So that's probably the the number one bet that is typically used. And I'm going to make the pick, and I'm hoping that I end up you know, able to select the Philadelphia Eagles because that to me is the team that uh, that I think is going to end up winning. So from a betting perspective, I like the Eagles minus one and a half. I think that they're the better team, they're the deeper team, and there's just too many injuries on Kansas City uh, for me to really side with them at this point. You still don't know exactly how Patrick Mahomes' ankle is going to hold up. The There's a plethora of injuries on their offense, in particular their playmakers uh, at the wide receiver position. So I'm, I really do think that this is the year that uh, that the Philadelphia Eagles get themselves another championship. Yeah, that Mahomes injury is, is quite a distraction. You realize that in one hit, he could uh, he can be in serious trouble, and, and so could KC. So it mm. sort of hinges on that. Are there any wagers that way? Uh, on whether or not he gets hurt, not that I've seen, yeah. not on the not on the FanDuel app at least. There's uh, I don't believe there's a specific wager on whether or not Patrick Mahomes re-injures the ankle, but we did see. You know, in the last game, he, there were, you know, a couple of circumstances where when he got pressured a little bit by by uh, Kansas City and he maybe got shoved and he had to, you know, make some adjustments with his feet so he didn't fall down, he felt it with his ankle. There's a little bit of grimacing and wincing. And, I mean, this is a terrific defensive line that they have in Philadelphia. You know that they're going to be putting pressure on him. They're going to try and collapse the pocket on him. Um, he's not going to be able to be as mobile either which is another reason why I think that the Eagles probably will end up winning this game. Um, but it's, you know, they're saying all the right things. I think I heard uh, Andy Reid earlier this week say he's pretty well 100%. There's absolutely no limitations to what he could do. He could do everything that we expect of him, and uh, he'll be ready to go for Sunday. I don't know how much of that I'm buying. I, I, there's a little bit of lip service there, a little bit of window dressing, just making it seem like they're good to go. But I anticipate that'll be a factor in the game on Sunday. I remember in the summer doing fill-in work for Matt Cause that anybody we had on pumped the the Eagles' tires. I mean, it's been a, a really good season, a dream season for them, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, early on in the betting market, too, it, it, it really seemed like the Dallas Cowboys were getting a lot of love when it came to winning that division, the NFC, no longer the NFC least. They're, they're now a very respectable yeah. division in the NFC East. 
And then around, you know, midsummer, as you mentioned, people started to hop on the Eagles train and say, you know, this is a pretty good squad. Like that defense ain't no joke. If Jalen Hurts can take that next step and they went, they traded for A.J. Brown. They had Devontae uh, Smith, who they think can turn into a really solid, you know, number two behind him. They've got an incredible offensive line. You know, there was just a lot of makings of a potential, you know, division winner and, and, and Super Bowl contender there. I think people started to realize that. And uh, ultimately, this is a team that uh, just was outstanding during the regular season. They won the the number one seed in the uh, in the NFC. And, you know, there was the injury to Jalen Hurts, which was a little bit suspect as to how he was going to respond coming back from it. Came back in week 18, got a game in there against the Giants. They won the game, didn't play overly terrific. Um, but ultimately, you know, I still believe that uh, he's he's rebounded pretty good from it. And I think he'll be 100% come Sunday and he's been he's been great like he can kill you in many different ways and I think his evolution is a big reason why the Eagles have got themselves as far as they are he can beat you in the run game he can beat you with his arm he's really a a dual threat quarterback who to this point is is played at an MVP like level and I expect to, to see the same on Sunday I mean that's a tight spread do you think it goes down to the last play uh I mean I I don't like I, I know it's a tight spread and, and Vegas will be yeah. telling you something, but I personally believe that this will probably be, you know, a touchdown game or something like that. Like, could it yeah. go down to it? Potentially most most, you know, Super Bowls are are fairly contested and tight and these certainly are, are, you know, interesting until the final play or until the final drive. But, you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes' ankle is not 100 percent or even if it's not even 80 percent, which I, I'm not sure it is. I don't know how much they're going to be able to keep up with it. I think people look at Mahomes, though, as almost an, the ultimate equalizer. So if you look at these two teams, you match them up. There's not many places on the roster, both defensively and offensively, where you could say, okay, the Chiefs are better in that in that aspect. Like you look at the coaching, Andy Reid, that guy is better than Nick Sirianni. He has the, he's, first of all, won a championship, but you look at all the wealth of experience that he has, plus the chip on the shoulder, knowing that Andy Reid was fired by the Philadelphia Eagles uh, about a dozen or so years ago. And then on top of that, you got the quarterback. Everything else, I would say Philadelphia has the advantage and strong advantages in some aspects. So for me, I know that the Vegas believes it could be close because Patty Mahomes, you never know what that guy could do. And good coaching goes a long way. But on paper, I really feel like Philadelphia should be able to, uh, to take care of business. Okay, inquiring minds want to know, uh, have you patched up with Luke? Uh, you know, I shot that guy a message yesterday, uh, more so just finding <laughs> out what was going on. How was the party scene down in Arizona? Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're still at odds. Like, we've got one more game to go, and then we could probably kiss and make up afterwards and be all buddy-buddy again. But, hey, in the midst of the season when we are on the gridiron or the, you know, relative gridiron in this case when it comes to, to our betting segments – um, you know, it's game time and, and, and I'm looking at that guy in the eyes. He's looking back at me and I still just want to, you know, wow. beat him, punch him in the face, whatever you want to call it on the, <laughs> on the betting sphere, uh, whatever, whatever terminology you want to use when it comes to betting. But, uh, yeah, to, to answer your question, no, not yet. No, that's a no guy, right? <laughs> that's a no guy. Exactly. <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, there's still, uh, still some, some tension in the air. I mean, you know, I hope this doesn't carry into next season. Is that even possible? I mean, anything's possible, Jim. Anything is possible. Absolutely. I mean, I, look, at the end of the day, 
I only want to focus on what's going on with me, though. You know, me, me yeah. and the O-Dog, we've got a big decision that we got to make this weekend, and we got to make our picks, and they've got to they've hit. I think we're a game back heading into the Super Bowl, oh. so we've got... Uh, uh, we got a pick to make. We got the total, and we got I think five props that we got to choose from as well. So there's uh, a lot of ground that we can make up this weekend. So we got to focus on what we're doing and just hope that those stiffs fall off a cliff as we expect. Oh, oh, oh boy, I may uh, be prone to edit that particular phrase and send it to to Luke just as a as a warrant. No, I wouldn't do that. But oh, so, I. So, I I would love for you to do that, Jimmy. I would love it. <laughs> those, those stiffs. <laughs> that's a, that sums it up. Uh, and since you mentioned O Dog, what about the uh, the AB O Dog Olympics? Is is there any plans for for something to happen in the spring? It's funny you mentioned that. Actually, I was thinking about that last night. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's always open for consideration. I'll say that there's nothing oh. that's quite in the works. But it's not shut down either. I know the O-Dog has gotten himself a personal trainer. He's shed a couple of LBs, getting in good shape. So maybe maybe we'll both kind of be into something when uh, when the springtime rolls around and maybe we can get something done around playoff time. But as of now, not in the works. But never say never, Jim. Never say yeah, never. Yeah, just a, just a pro tip with the Super Bowl. I mean, he may he may put some of those LBs back on, so you may want to wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know that I definitely will be. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what what kind of a feast do you have planned? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to a, a fan duel party, so uh, it's going to be catered by them. I would imagine there will be copious amounts of chicken wings, nachos, sliders probably, and, of course, the beer. That uh, oh. th- though, that's, that's pretty much what's going to be on the menu, I would assume. Yeah, the the wash effect, right? We'll see if somebody gave him a little tip. We'll see if there's a charcuterie board in there. Oh, for well, me. Frankie C might deliver that. Uh, so, do we have a location for this, or is it all secret? Uh, I think it's somewhere on the Esplanade. I forget exactly oh. what the, but somewhere on the Esplanade. Yeah. Yeah, easy access for the food delivery. Yeah, exactly. Makes a lot wow. of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, can we close off with a, some sort of a prediction? Uh, you know, is the I, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Let me lead you that way. I don't think there's any issue about that. I'm with you, Jimmy. I, I, I really am. I think that the Eagles are just the stronger team. They're built better. Um, and ultimately, it's it's the the injuries on that Chiefs offense that do give me a little bit of pause, if, if I were to side that way. Uh, you never want to doubt Mahomes because that guy's just – He's unbelievable, and he can do he can do things that you just don't expect. Um, but ultimately, you know, when I'm when I'm placing my money down and I'm making my wagers on Fanduel, you better bet that I'm I'm riding with the Eagles this weekend. Well, AB, have a great Super Bowl. Thank you so much, Tatman. You as well. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean or go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors, let's start a conversation. Visit TurnerPorter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes, guy. No guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the Yes Guy, No Guy segment on Yes Guy, the radio show. Frankie Corrado is our guest once again, and the topic is the Super Bowl. All set, guy? Yes, guy. Okay, Yes Guy, No Guy, number one in the Super Bowl. Must be watched in a crowd. 
no guy. I've had to do it a couple times over the years, whether I was playing in Europe or just couldn't get myself somewhere where there's a crowd to watch the game. And I didn't mind it. I'll be honest with you. It was okay. Jimmy, yes guy, no guy. You must have pizza and wings to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, yes, guy. A, a, a staple. And there's no question. I mean, without pizza and wings, this is no Super Bowl. It's not. It's like turkey without cranberry sauce. Whoa, whoa. Turkey without gravy. I can do without the cranberry sauce. That's for another time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, guy. No, guy. Super Bowl Sunday beats Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner is the best weight gain of the year. Oh, no, guy for me, because I'll sit down at those dinners like the, the Thanksgiving one and the Christmas one, and I will strap on a feed and I will sit in front of it and I don't move from it. Super Bowl, there's a lot going on. I pick at things. It's like, a you know, you pick and move, which, which yeah. you know, I don't do that at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Jimmy, I, I, I know think... you're a big music guy. Yeah. Yes, guy, no guy. You always watch the halftime show. Yes, guy, I do. I, I do. It's, it's – um... It's hard to explain, but it, you can't you can't look away from it. It's absolutely stunning. Even if you don't like whoever the artist is, I mean, there's just so much going on that you you can't literally pull your eyes away from it. So an emphatic yes guy to that, uh, which knocks up my next yes guy, no guy. So let's do an ad lib, yes guy, no guy. Uh, yes guy, no guy. You watch every second of the Super Bowl. You just you do not leave the room. I would say yes, guy. Like, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys, if I'm watching a sporting event, I tend to watch the whole thing, like even the intermissions. And I think for Super Bowl, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I've been at some Super Bowl parties where people just don't even watch the game. They're just hanging out. I think that's cool, but I, I find myself kind of gravitating towards the game. Um, Jimmy, let's get into a little more of the extracurriculars when it comes to the Super Bowl. Yes, guy, no guy. You will bet on the length of the national anthem. No guy, not I don't wager on anything to do with the Super Bowl. I got burned as a as a young man, and and I just I don't go near the Super Bowl. Yes, guy, no guy, supplemental. Yes, guy, no guy. There's a bookie out there that has your number. No guy, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not, guy. <laughs> Here, let's try this one. Yes, guy, no guy. A week later, you can't remember the losing team. Uh. I would say no guy. A week later, I can still remember the losing team. But as we get into the months of the spring, like, yeah, it's see you later. I couldn't tell you who was the losing team last year. I, um, I get, you know, I have to say that uh, the, the Super Bowl to me, obviously you remember who the winning team is. But but like a month later, I can't. There's parts of the game I don't remember. It, it's kind of a disposable event. It's great at the time. But carrying forward, it's not like you relive the Super Bowl. No, and it's funny, the, the, the losing team that I remember the most would be the Seattle Seahawks on that play in the red oh. zone where they should have let Marshawn Lynch <laughs> run the ball, but Russ threw it. And yeah. then Luke Wilson was on that team, and he spoke about it recently on Overdrive. But that's like the only one that I really remember as far as losing teams go. Um, Jimmy, yes guy, no guy. You like to host the Super Bowl party. No guy. No, guy. It's a solo event. Any, any sporting event that's of any kind of value, it, it's a solo view. So you don't you don't have people at Yes Guy headquarters for this kind no. of event? No. The, the legal staff takes the day off. The place is shut down. It's hermetically sealed. <laughs> <laughs> yes Guy, No Guy. Two weeks between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl is too much. 
yes, guy, it is too much. I understand why they do it. They want to have all the media obligations and, uh, you know, media day is a really big thing, but it almost feels like there's so much momentum coming off um, the championship games. Like why wait, why not carry that momentum into the game? So um, I, I think it, I don't know if it'll ever, ever change, but I would love to see it played, um, you know, the, the next week. I got one yeah. more on this side of the table for you, Jimmy. Yes, guy, no guy. The officials play too big of a part in deciding the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm going to say no guy. I mean, there have been some calls, but I'm going to say no guy. Generally, uh, common sense takes over, so I'm going to go no guy in that. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, I think there's times throughout the season where we see bad calls, but we see bad calls in every sport, NBA, MLB. We see it with the pitches all the time. NHL, of course, like there, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of plays, you know, the volume of, of plays that happen. Um, but I, I feel like bad calls are part of it. I, I, and, and the referees who are doing those games, they want to be invited back. That's the biggest game of the year. So I think more often than not, they really want to just get it right. Okay. Let's go out on this. Yes. Guy, no guy, too much hype. No guy. It's the Super Bowl. I want more hype. Hype it up as much as you can. This is the biggest sporting event of the year. Okay, let's go out on this in the count of three. One, two, three. Yes, yes guy. guy.